members of Benfica Independent. Benfica Independent is an independent platform made by fans for fans. And in it, you can find our podcast, along with many other podcasts, along with articles of opinion, video segments, and much, much more. We're also on Patreon at patreon.com backslash Benfica Independent with exclusive contents for our patrons. Hasta que no estás aquí dentro no sabes la grandeza de, de este equipo. Sí, es un club que tiene una grandeza que no se comprende si no estás aquí dentro. Son de una magia única, benfiquista, que solo nosotros sentimos así. Por muchos desgustos que podamos tener, valores más altos se levantan. O valor mais alto que se levanta em termos futebolísticos chama-se Benfica. Quero o Benfica intimidar o adversário. Quero um manto sagrado entrar com vocês em qualquer estado. E estamos, pá! É isso que eu quero! What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Talking to the Doll Befica podcast. My name is Alfredo Fumasas. With you, as always, uh, Cristiano Oliveira. Como é que é, senhor? Cristiano Oliveira. Sapi. Glad to be back this week. Very excited. But I got to admit something, guys. You know, I got to get this off my chest. I really enjoyed you guys last week. You guys are phenomenal. There was nobody interrupting you guys. You guys were able to finish. <laughs> you guys were able to finish your points, and most importantly, you guys made it out in like forty minutes. It was a phenomenal, beautiful, phenomenal job. Beautiful thing, man. I mean, almost thing. for a quick second, I thought like maybe, maybe I'm the guy that talks a lot in extent, but nah, I couldn't be. I'm, I'm not like. But you guys that don't that don't know, um, obviously, uh, there's there's a <laughs> if you don't know now you know. Cristiano, there's something that Cristiano always says when he um, when he when he gets here before we go before we go live. I'm the uh, talent, and that is not that. Um, <laughs> I'm not gonna Dave. You're gonna have to do all the talking. I'm not talking. Tonight. Yeah, bro. There's days I do not want to talk, <laughs> but then Dave doesn't talk, and I I gotta talk. I was gonna say what do we, what days are those? Mondays, Thursdays, <laughs> not Fridays, Tuesdays, right? Saturdays, not on podcast night. No, but you know, a lot of times I come on here, I'm like, I don't, I don't feel it today. But then the juices get flowing. You know, you hear that anthem. I'm afraid I got to give you crazy credit because that opening to the podcast is one of those things that if you play at my funeral, I'm waking up. I'm, I'm getting up from the cash, from the cash. <laughs> You're waking up. Yeah, that 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 right there, bro. If you don't get goosebumps listening to that, Dave. Right? You're not Benfica, bro. And by the way, welcome to Dave up north. How is our captain from up north? Our, yeah, just you I'm, forgot about. Well, I'm trying to figure this out. You you go ahead and, and introduce Dave. Oh, everybody, welcome to. I want to wish. I want to give a big welcome to our to our buddy Dave eighty one D O eight no eighty seven D O eighty seven on Twitter, ladies and gentlemen. This is where you can find him. He does a fantastic job with the stats here on the Mayfica podcast. We are very excited to have him on with, with us once again. And Alfredo, uh, Alfredo, Dave, you did a phenomenal job last week, my man. You almost looked like you knew what you were doing. 
Almost. No, thank Almost. you. I fooled, uh, it must have fooled you at least. So uh, I was a listener. Great to be back. I liked great it. Great to be back on. You were. In, we saw you. You were in the chat. You were amongst the Freddies. So shout out to the Freddies. Uh, Look, this boom. week you were you were trying to get all the Freddies to smash that like button. So I just uh, did it. I just did it right now. Uh, I just did it too. We are up to two likes. So all the Freddies in the chat oh, smash the like button yo, there. That's a lot, bro. There's days is one and zero. So that's just, that's yo. It's progress, right, Dave? Right. It's about progress. There is your mic on? Yeah, it's on. My mic is on, but I can't hear myself. All right, here we go. Here it is. Everybody, welcome. Uh, while we shoot Shorty Suzuki, while everybody uh, is getting in, uh, thank you very much. First and foremost, parabéns, Benfica. Right? We're still uh, we're still on the 28th year in uh, the United States of America. So it's still parabéns, Benfica. Parabéns, Benfica. That's right. I've, I spoke to Dave. We're here for a half hour congratulating one another on the, on the New York Rangers acquiring uh, Patrick Kane and forgot to say parabéns to each other. Yeah, parabéns on all sport, including sporting uh, right. sport. Some of you uh, had a chance to uh, watch the gala. I, I've seen little bits and snips of the the gala and a, a very emotional uh, speech by the, our president, Luis Costa. I didn't watch that, but you know what I did watch? What did you watch? I watched the the, the I forget the dude's name with the white beard uh, interviewing João Vieira Pinto. <laughs> that was that that to me was emotional. The dude with the white beard? Yeah, the the, the reporter. Santa Claus. The reporter. He 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 Who's said. The dude with the white beard. He's a regular guy. He's the guy that interviews everybody at halftime. Oh, the little. Oh, I, the, I know the it's president's I don't know if he's little. Leads, I don't right? know if he's little, but he's got he, white he's beard. He's little. Is he little? He's tiny. Well, I'm not that tall. So. <laughs> By the way, you told somebody on Twitter I was five eleven, bro. You must have been drinking. Yo, I wish. You are five eleven? Oh, oh, okay. You're five ten <laughs> on a good day. Dude, you're not much, uh, much, much taller than. No, than but but that was that was honestly. I've said this. You know, I had a conversation with um. With um, Pacheco, when I was with Pacheco here. Pacheco the trader? Whatever. I was with him, and I said, you know, something that ain't, but you know me, I'm an honest son of a bitch. I said, you know, something that always bothered me is like, you've been welcome back, and and there yet to do anything for, for João Vieira Pinto. And, and, and he actually went into it, he's like, yeah, I don't think it has anything to do. I think the relationship with him and Benfica is good, but he's just tied up with what he's doing with the Federation. Yeah. And now João Vieira Pinto actually said that today. So I guess these guys do talk. And so he no, was on to but it, it makes a lot of sense because if he's connected to the federation, he can't be a guy that that is second house is Stade de Luz. You know, he goes to Stade de Luz on official business. Yeah, but but still, but it's been way too long, man. The point is that he retired what oh five maybe oh six or something like that. Played his last days at Braga, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. And it's been a long, long time. I mean, this I think it's way overdue. Yeah. We're talking about one of the greatest players in the his in the history of Sporting Benfica. That's and, right. And I've said it here on the podcast, and I know today we didn't we didn't come here to talk about this, but I get very emotional when I talk about this because we Benficistas should be very, very indebted, right, and very thankful for to to, to have had a, a João Vieira Pinto at the club. Because during the Veronquent, if João Vieira Pinto wasn't the guy holding down the fort, yeah. we don't know where we'd be right now. Okay? Well, just think about it this way, right? For a lot of you guys that are a little older. Older um, or younger? Older. Okay. Uh, if you remember uh, the years in which Simon carried Benfica, think about that, but maybe five to seven uh, years. Us, but what, five what, to seven years earlier, João Pinto five. was the Simon. No, ten. Yeah, okay. Ten. But 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 with with an extra hundred bags of cement on his back. Right. Because my man was playing with Monk. But so, so we're talking about Monk City. For for sure. 
Um, yeah, but here we are. I just, I just wanted to show my, my T-shirt to everyone. Epa. Suck it in, suck it in. Shout out to our boy for how to cook stuff. I, this is where I got my, my T-shirt. Of course, it had to be uh, red and white. If people uh, in a, in uh, Portugal could use uh, New York fucking city uh, T-shirts, I could use Vamos Embora Caralho in the United States. Nobody's going to care. Before you before <laughs> before you head on to, to, to starting the, the podcast, which is why here we're to talk about the games That's and stuff. That's right. Wanted to say what's up. Big shout out to all the the the, the Freddies on our chat, Kevin, um, Bruno, David Hen. I haven't seen David Hen in a, in a while. Sheik He's in here. David Hen. Sheik Marcelino is always Brun here. Brunjil Rodrigues, Brunjil, my man Nuno. The Valadão brothers are here. No second Nuno, but you guys, this is a man has shown up. So I guess it's me. What's up, Chris? Is, what's up? Training entertainment. Sheik, Mr. J. Sheik was saying, uh, João Pinto. And the word to Perdome yeah. will also help with Vietnam. Yeah. You're right about that. Perdome and, and João Pinto were the uh, were the dudes. The rest was all palha. Nick Valadon says, João Pinto was my favorite player when I was a, a little boy. Simon became my favorite player when I was a teenager. Now that you're an old fart, who's your favorite player? <laughs> yeah, that's right. You got to complete the trifecta, bro. Where you got Jonas? Hey, reigning entertainment. I mean, he must. this guy must be watching another podcast. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Ain't no Lindos <laughs> up here. <laughs> <laughs> He's talking about Dave, probably. <laughs> He's talking about Dave. But anyway, here we are, Tuesday night, another podcast, another two, another night, another podcast. I almost forgot that. That was our logo for a while. It's another day, another podcast. It was another night. Uh, another night, another podcast that's uh, immortalized by Steve Santos. We got to get Steve Santos on the podcast. One of these days, even if it's just to say, hello, how's everybody doing? Goodbye. No, no, don't say that because he'll, he'll, like, he'll legit do that. No, but they'll be. He will literally do. It. Hey guys, I just want to say bye. But, but that's no, a, we don't that's want a, that's an improvement, right? No, no, we got to get him on. We got to get him on. Steve, that, Steve, that, Mrs. yeah, of course. Yeah, we got to get all those guys. A raining entertainer. Boa tarde, foda se onde é que estás, caralho? Boa tarde. It's freaking uh, nine forty-seven at night. I mean, I hope none of you guys are watching this with your kids, because right now it'd be a whole lot of bleeping. We excuse all Dave and I for our proper manners. We got a a Molly yeah, Nun, special shout out to Nun Gomes and Mikoli, but that was uh, with during the Simonda. That was after. That was after. That was after Nick. Nick. Yeah, showing your age, Nick. So raining, we're <laughs> waiting. Uh, not raining, Nick. What are you waiting for? We're waiting for uh, who's to, if 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 Jean Pinto oh, was that the generation, uh huh, the then, teenager. Uh, now is an old for And Simon, the next generation. Who's this generation's player? For Mr. You? J from Montreal, but now living in Tampa. Hey, nice man! What a nice switch that it was. It is, bro. I'm pretty sure you're not shoveling snow like the rest of these guys. And we snowed over here. We we had snow. Yeah, we did. Did you have to shovel? Uh barely. I don't. I just want to clear my sidewalk so nobody falls and sues me. Uh, João Pinto, Simão, Jonas are the players of their respective decades. Uh, she, she's Chico, been listening. You got to our, it right. He's been listening to our podcast long enough because I've always said the three best players we've seen at Benfica in the last thirty plus years. It's those three. Yeah. It has I, to be. Yeah, I'd have to say. And how would you rate them? How would you rank them? Oof. That's a tough mm. one. I'm easy. I think... Uh, I'm easy. Jonas one. Jean Pint second. Simon third. Second. And I love... But again, it feels so dirty doing that because you, you it, feel like you're sliding either somebody. Either way. Yeah. Either yeah. way, you're sl you're sliding some somebody. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, here we are. Uh, on tonight's podcast, we'll look back at Vizela game. We'll look ahead to uh, Famalicão, which comes up this Friday. And also Club Bruges. Which is uh, Tuesday, uh, second leg of the UEFA round of 16. UEFA Champions League round of 16. It will be against Club Bruges. Benfica carrying a 2-0 uh, 
uh, lead into that game. Of course, we know that there's no more uh, home or away uh, tiebreakers, uh, but we'll get into that in a little bit. Let's get into this Vizela game. But Cristiano, you, bro. We're having, we're having a beautiful conversation a Beautiful here. conversation. Thinking Why do we have to interrupt it? Thinking a tremendous play. And you're about the only guy. Dave, this is about the only guy. I'm focused. Right now that I could pick out from anyone in the world that's, like, excited and, like, trying to get to talking about the Tugon. I mean, he's the only guy that would do this. I don't. I'm trying to break last week's record on time, but it's not. It looks like it doesn't. Get, not going to happen. <laughs> We're already over. <laughs> right. We're already over. <laughs> Nick Valadão answered your question. He said, "My favorite player of this generation would have to be either Cardozo or Jonas." Epa, 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 epa. Manny, his co- his brother, cousin, tío, whatever he is to him. Manny Valadão says it's cruel. It's a cruel game. Uh, you got to start. You know, you got to start bench or sell. With those three, Epa, foot. Epa. starting. I'm starting Jonas bench. Juan Pinto sell, but again, it's so dirty, bro. Oh. Hey, you you you, you're doing those. You're doing those players dirty, man. Well, you, you know what? You know what I would do. Them. You know what I would do to make it easy, guys. It's real simple. I'm starting Jonas. I'm benching Simo, and I'm doing what the club did. They got rid of Juan Pinto. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> hey, hey, you can't get mad at me. I'm doing Easy's what the club did. Easy to it, right? Stay, stay true to the history. Yeah. Right? Hey, hey, blame the club, yeah. not me. That's stay, it. Stay true to the history. It's so. I think that. Uh, Cardozo, I, I think that there's a lot of people that are kind of have mixed feelings on Cardozo, and he, he might be a polarizing. Some guys said, oh, yeah, you know, Cardozo didn't do much. He just uh, stood there and scored goals. Yeah. I'm really shocked nobody's That's mentioning. What he's paid to do. I'm really shocked nobody's mentioning Andre Almeida. Andre Almeida, yeah, you're right. It's a, it's a player of another generation. I, I didn't bring the. All right, now it's time to get back to, to regular programming. All right, go ahead, Alfred. <laughs> I killed it with that. I um, yeah, I don't know if Gaetan is up there, Nick. I don't know. Gaetan is not on a level. No, in ter- guys. but he's not talking. But he's not talking, talking about, about service no. and loyalty. No, he said, he said, bro, again, great servant. Where, where did he say that? Nick oh, he did Gaetan say servant. Oh, I was, I was also. actually going to defend him because, see, I'm the type that obviously my favorite player of all time is Rui Costa. But I'm very well aware that Ricos is not the best midfielder I've seen in my lifetime. He's not the best player I've seen in my lifetime. But he's my favorite. There's a difference between favorites and thinking who the best is, right? Because, like they say in Portuguese, gusts non non disgusting. You know what I'm saying? You're right. So maybe, yo, Gaetan was fantastic player. He was a player that you knew loved the club. He had Jenga. He was all in on the club. Bro, Gaetan, I have no problem with a lot of if you can tell me that was their favorite player. Because that's, you know, it's not like we're sitting here and saying, you know, Corsella, whatever. What's the dude from Morocco with, with Carcella? Like, the, yeah, like yeah. the same Carcella is my favorite player. We're talking about Nico Gaetan. Now, Sheikh uh, Marcelino also men- mentions Mikoli and uh, Saviola Neymar. The, the thing with Mikoli, if I remember, he was hurt a lot. He spent a lot of time in the uh, Benfica lab, and so did Aymar. If those guys had been able to play straight seasons... Maybe uh, we would have done a lot better. Shiku, every opportunity he can, he has to drop. So Viola and I am all Why? Every t- he just does it. But he's good. So Viola, yeah. I never I never made that association with Shiku Marcelino, that he was a Saviola guy. I don't know. I'm guy. just messing with him. Steve. It's Steve, four, however. It's 4 o'clock in the morning. He's really not going to fight me on it. Anyway, let's get into this Vizela game. I'll give you the lineup, but we'll get into it. Vlaco Dimas was in goal. Ba, Silva, Otamendi, Grimaldo across the back. Tino and Auschnitz in the middle. João Mario. Nersh Gedge behind Ramsh. All right, let's talk about this lineup, right? Uh, for once, when we thought we were convinced that Chiquinho was the man, all of a sudden we see Auschnitz in the middle. Oh, it was a thrilling, 
was a thrilling. It was a thrilling preview. It was a thrilling. My feeling. mouth watered. Oh, I said, "Ooh, hallelujah!" Like one of those. <laughs> My mouth watered, and then what happened, Cristiano? Uh, then we won the game and we move on. Who do we play next? <laughs> <laughs> What were your thoughts? You're, you, like, everybody's been clamoring for that. Everybody's saying ouchness. Yeah, right? I'm one of those guys. I'm, I'm, but he actually had a really bad first half. He, look, man, man, you, you, you got me up against the wall. Dave, you sure you don't want to talk instead of me, bro? Because <laughs> he's got me up against the wall. Like, bro, I, 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 look, I've always, I've been one of those guys that I, I you know, I said, bro, if you're going to play someone there, play ourselves, but. Obviously, I'm also not blind, and I think I'm, I stated it here on the last podcast that regardless of what I think of Chiquinho, I think he's got better feet than than an arsonist. He, he, we understood why Roger Schmidt was playing him in the middle well, more think, so than an arsonist. Yeah, the, 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 but but it's still a hard pill to swallow. Yeah, the, the, and the argument was that Siquinho was a lot better in terms of the first phase of construction. And yes. He was because he's better with the ball in. at his feet. Right. He's better with right. the ball and, at his feet. And, and, and we saw a lot of that. I mean, I was looking at goal points uh, stats and uh, 12 missed passes from Mauschnitz. 74% efficiency. I mean, for a guy that is touching little balls here and there, he did lose a lot of he Ah, but his teammates weren't getting open. His teammates what? They weren't getting open. Is that what it was? I'm joking, dude. I'm joking. No, but I, th I think that a lot of us were clamoring, right? A lot of us understood the logic why Shikinu was getting it. Uh, but once Ausnes was in there, I people were like, here we go. They started rubbing their hands. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. And then it, thought... tur it turned out not to be. And then I guess that um, Roger Schmidt proved us wrong. But I didn't like the lineup anyway because I you never. Know, what did you like about the lineup? Well, because I never understood how you're going to play as Juan Mariano wing. And I get it because it was more a 4 2 2 than a, than a 4 2 3 1. Do you get what I'm saying? It was more a 4 2 2. Nah, but Gets it was. Gets was more outside. It Gets wasn't so much on the interior. Gets was outside. Mari was outside. And Neres was up top with um, Ramos. No, but I would say it's a 4 3 1. Fine, but I think it was more of a four-two-two than it was a four-three than a four-three uh, than a four-two-three-one. But you don't think Mario Neres and Geds were all in the same band? No, I th I think Geds does that because he naturally drops back to get into lanes. But I think you've seen him in previous games. He's playing as a second striker more so than anything as a false striker. And I don't understand how you got a guy with his qualities and his, and his abilities, and you got him playing in the middle and João Mario, who as we've all. I think we've all witnessed and we've all stated it many times. He is not the fastest player on this team. <laughs> um, you almost beat somebody with speed and then he was fouled. And it's a guy that's played in the middle of the field throughout the, his whole career or majority of his career. Um, I didn't understand that, but whatever. This you you know that's not what we're talking about. You wanted to talk about Shaquille and Arsenal. Yeah. And yes, I was surprised that Arsenal struggled as much as he did. I think everybody was, and, and it's and it's one of those hard pill, hard pills to swallow. But I think I'd I'd be lying to you guys, and you know one thing I come up here, regardless of of uh, what I think, right? I, I don't, you know, I'm never shy to piss people off because I just I'm gonna give you my my honest thoughts, and and I'd be lying to you if I if I were to tell you that at least in this one game, Shikinu when he came in, you know, wasn't a better option. It looks like he's he understands 
um, the system. He understands what to do positionally with the ball on his feet. It, it looks like he's got a better grasp of it and a better ability to do what Roger Schmidt is asking of that position than, than Arsenist does at yeah. the moment, at least. Yeah, I think he, he, he the fact that he's a lot better in possession, I think that plays to his advantage. Uh, but I, I, I still like the flexibility and the polyvalencia uh, of um, of Auschwitz. And and look, I think now with the Shikinu injury, uh, if you guys don't know, Shikinu came out injured uh, in the second half, in the same half that he came in for. Um, now we're gonna have uh, after uh, Auschwitz is going to have to to play. Let me let me just let me back up and get into the game bef- because I do have a question in regards to. Uh, to that, right? Uh, and in regards to Auschwitz in, in that position, um, look, I, I, I thought again, Benfica starts strong the first fifteen minutes. Uh, then, then Vizela found a way to break Benfica's press uh, press by playing long balls behind the balls uh, ba- uh, balls Baz back uh, between Antonio Silva and, and and that's how uh, Vizela was able to to threaten and, and to really get confident within within the game. Uh, and I thought that Benfica was was poor, was poor in that in that first half. Lost a lot of balls in the midfield, as we mentioned with with Auschwitz and, and the rest of the guys. And it just became too predictable. There's no no pace, no intensity. It just became too predictable. Uh, at at the at the 60th minute, uh, Roger Schmidt has a good read on the game. Brings in Chiquinho for for Geds, which Geds wasn't doing much. Moved Auschwitz. To the to the uh, to the left of the midfield, and I think that Benfica stabilized because up until that point, the beginning of the second half, Vizela was really on top of Benfica, and they grew in confidence. And Benfica wasn't able to hold the ball and wasn't able to keep possession and, and manage that scoreline, uh, which Benfica had gone into the locker room up one nothing as a from a goal from João Mario with the nurse assist, but. Um, yeah, Benfica struggled, and it wasn't until Chiquinho came in that that uh, Benfica was able to stabilize the game, hold more of the possession, uh, keep the ball away from Vizela. Uh, but but yeah, but it wasn't until that that read from Roger Schmidt, which again was the appropriate read, uh, that Benfica really stabilized. But perhaps the the worst first half I've seen Benfica play this season. Uh, you took the words out of my mouth. I was just going to say, Dave, we often come on here and we say, look, some of these games, you just want to forget that they even existed. We're glad we got through them because they're part of the schedule. You want to forget what the hell happened in the game and move on to the next. And this this is like one of those games. I mean, I think we were fortunate to come away with the victory here. I mean, very easily, I think they did enough uh, to, 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 to score a goal, if not two. Um, they played a lot better than I thought this team was capable of playing at this point. And I believe we struggled there last year too, right? Was it last year? Yeah, that's what that's what I said leading up to this podcast, that I thought it was going to be a 1-1 uh, draw. This had all the makings of a, of I call a game it two zero, we were right? drop points. Yeah, Pardon? I think so. I call it 2-0. You did call it. Yeah. Um, it it's but, an, it's um, an interesting... Go ahead, Dave. Sorry. Vizela, Vizela's got that... that that association if you want to call it they're up north so we saw what happened uh there uh at the end of the game so you know they were coming motivated to to come and take points uh away i think we were really unfortunate not to give up a goal there um like you pointed out alfredo with that long ball between ba and antonio silva and antonio silva kicks the ball all the say is um 
chested. I don't know what he's doing with the the ball. And there, we're really lucky that that guy just uh, skies it right over the uh, the net there because I had a goal written all over it. But um, I'm I'm with Chris. I think we just chalk it up as a poor uh, poor result, but we or poor game, but we got the the result and we got the three points because yeah, that was a. Uh, that had a, a trap game written all over it. But Dave, do you do you want to chalk it up as just one of those poor games, or or you think that this is more of a consistent problem of late? I mean, you take away the Bruges game, first fifteen minutes, Bruges was better. Besides that, we were, we were obviously the better team on the field, but we've seen a lot of these struggles against Taroka, against whomever the hell we played after that. But I just know that we've not had the most comfortable victories. We have not been been convincing. Yeah, but there's but always Bruges uh, was the most convincing victory we've had in, in Yeah, those, like, I, I think that there's there's a lot of good reads from from Roger Schmidt from the bench. And he ends up making changes that if they don't improve the team, they'll at least stabilize the team. That's uh, what it is, yeah. And no, I, but afraid you fine. But why is the team falling into that lullaby going into the game? Why aren't they prepared and ready to play? Why does it take the coach to make changes? Why isn't the team motivated to play these games? I don't know. I, I think they're motivated. I, I don't mean, they mean get motivated the that they're looking. They I, get the result early or they get their goals early. And then something different, at least from this team than previous years, is they're able to manage the, the game. They're not they don't have to go and get that third, fourth, fifth goal as much as we would like it. And that's as much as we've seen. We saw earlier this year. I don't think you have to push the team to go and get those extra goals because Roger Schmidt has them set up and uh, lined up to manage games where we've seen in past, and I hope we're not going to come see that uh, with these last 12 games, but I think the team has shown that they can manage a, a game. They don't always have to be on the front foot trying to go get that extra goal. And and when the pressure does turn around and, and come at them, they, they're very well organized too to handle that that pressure. So I think I think I think that's what Alfredo is trying to uh, point out about yeah, the, no. managing a game. Yeah, Dave. I know I I agree with you, but I, I think get up on the because you. I agree with you, but I I think that uh, <laughs> I think that there's there's something to be said about if you're on the outside, you you have a better understanding of what's going on, especially the guys up top that with the bird's eye view that they're able to see the positioning and they're able to see how Vizela was occupying spaces. Uh, so I think it's a lot harder for the players to make adjustments in the field if they don't have a, a certain view, uh, a bird's eye view of the positioning. And I think that Roger Schmidt does very good reads in terms of that. And there's oftentimes that I look at Roger Schmidt's moves and I'll say, that's the exact move that I that would do. And it hasn't been like that in the past with other coaches. All I know is this, and this is what I'm this is what I'm referencing. Dila. Okay. You go back to the games after the World Cup, right? You have you come back, you play Sturilo Praia, Tasa Portugal, you beat them one zero. Then you play Juve Sense three one. Estrela Madura, 3-2. Penefiel, 2-0. Sevilla was garbage. Murirense, 1-1. Got knocked out of the Taza. Next game, 3-0. We lost. Then beat Portimonense, 1-0. Game that could have, you know, we had chances, but they created chances. Then we beat lowly Brazil, third division team, 2-0. We struggled for most part of the game. We got outplayed. 
that game, if you guys recall, against the third division team. We draw Sporting. Santa Clara, you're looking at the final results, right? 3-0, and it looks all comfortable. But the game was nothing but comfortable. Pas Freira wasn't comfortable. Aroca, 3-0, wasn't too comfortable, even though the final result. Casapia, 3-0. Okay, that, but whatever. That game could have gone either way early on, but then Benfica was able to establish themselves in the weather. Braga, we lose, right? Obviously, red cards, yada, yada, we lose. Club Bruges was the most, the most comfortable win we've had since we've returned from the World Cup break. Boavista, the, we're, we're winning 1-0, then it's 2-1. Things got interesting, could have gone either way. Vizela, we saw what happened, right? I mean, so what, what's, your, what's the, the point, point that is that the team is not playing as well as they were before. No, and there's I, a reason. I think they've improved. They're not playing. They're not playing Bro, as well I'll, I'll, as before the World Cup. But, they've but I think they've improved. They've progressively improved since gotten getting back. What I'm trying to say: we play against better competition. We don't come away with these victories. In this game, Benfica. I hate to say, it, Benfica were fortunate to come away with a two 0 victory. Without a doubt, they hit the crossbar. They hit the post. There was a penalty but, but that, that could have very easily the, been called. The balls that hit the post, the post in, in the upright. That was from an offside play. That one, yes. Blanco Dimos on that missing. I don't know what the hell he was thinking. I don't know how that guy missed that. I think you mentioned that, right, Dave? The dude gets the ball yep. back and he put in a corner flag. I mean, all I'm trying to say, guys, is that we are winning. We are beating. I mean, you notice we're talking about Sometimes Vizela. You need to squeeze these out, bro. Bovista, Casapia, Aroca, Santa Clara, Pasfer. They're all part of the league, bro. But, but, we all got to win those games. But, this is, but we're not playing well. I don't know if, if, if looking looking at our schedule, we really don't have like you obviously play you play your opponent that you're you're scheduled to play, but we don't have Porto to it until another six match. Nah, but Dave, you go to the previous game. games so before if you the World lead Cup up and, and prep prep for that game. You have some leeway. Get these results. Uh, obviously, it's not the same type of team leading up to the World Cup, but you you do have some time here to to get the team back clicking at 100% in anticipation for that game against Porto at the beginning of April. So, But, Dave, we played these same teams in the first round, and we were – I mean, we were slapping everybody around. What's happened since? Well, I mean, the team is not playing at the same levels. I understand it's hard to maintain that same level throughout 36 games. I get it. I'm the first – 34 games. I'm the first – and I understand we're going to have drops and, and, and highs and form. I get it. But, again, if you guys aren't worried about the way the team has played of I'm late – worried. Okay, you're not where I am. I mean, we're playing a bunch of monkeys and we're struggling. But Chris, keep put this put put this in your head. Also, I'm going to mention this, and I don't know how you're going to feel about it, right? We're also talking about a, a Roger Schmidt team in the first half of the season where there wasn't a lot of teams that hadn't gotten a good look and understood what Roger Schmidt's tactics were. Now every team knows how Benfica plays. So it's a lot harder to break down teams now than it was before because teams are more familiarized with our system and our dynamics and our movements off the ball and our triangulations, our combinations. <laughs> Triangulation triangulations. Um, I, I just think that teams are a little bit more hip. They've realized where they could set up to – um, block Mefica from playing the ball, from having most of the possession. And he also they also know that if they're able to break that high press by Benfica, they will find mismatches on the other side of the field where Benfica is not pressing, where Benfica has vacated players in order to press. So I, I just think that teams have gotten a lot hipper to the way Benfica plays. I'm not concerned about the way the team is playing because there's a progression in terms of 
the way the team has played since they gotten back to, uh, from the World Cup. And I just think that all the combinations are there. The movements are still there. We just now have to bring it to the next level. Because we're, not, we're not creating nearly as many scoring opportunities no. as we used to. I agree. I mean, if you want to tell me that there is no red flags, I mean, I don't know what games you guys are watching. Now, look, at the end of the day, it's a season. We got to get through them. We got to get the three points and move on to the next one. I, I totally understand that. But to me, there are concerns there. I think a lot of it, we're, we're lucky that our competition is not the strongest. And again, Alfredo, like you mentioned, teams understand who we are. They're starting to understand Roger Schmidt better. It's always going to be tough to go into these little stadiums and where these guys, you know, there's so much talk about the Mala, uh, Malas over the last couple of weeks. Oh, but oh, it, oh. it seemed like to me, them guys were playing for their lives. It seemed like there was might have been a Mala at stake. I don't know. Can't confirm more than I. But I'm just saying, to me, I've not been I have not been convinced with the way Benfica's played. Obviously, at the end of the day, well, it's, you know, I've been excited win with, is the a three, win. with the three points, right. but but it is it, it does leave me worried that as we move up in competition, we start playing the better teams. You know, um, it, things could get things could get very slippery, and that's all I'm saying. I think that this club, the players, for there's a reason why. I don't know what that reason is. But there is no reason why a Roger Schmidt has to come to the rescue game after game at halftime and make drastic changes when, on, bro, by you merely showing up, you, you, 11 be 11, the other team shouldn't even have a chance. And when I say a chance, I don't mean smacking everybody 10-0, but Benfica should be the one controlling play. Benfica should be the one creating scoring opportunity. Yeah, we're going out against these not, teams. Though? What no. game are you watching where Benfica is in controlling I mean, play? Really? I know there's... There's, you, you there's thought... moments in the game where we we let these other teams come, but for the majority, Benfica is still pressing and, and controlling the game. Yeah, no, are I, we watching I, I two different games? But let me let me ask you that. Uh, let me Chris, ask... Chris, <laughs> we are we are eight points clear. We, Dave let's is remind very, ourselves Dave is very this. We are eight points clear. Yeah, Dave, Dave, Dave is very defined. Dave's normally today. ready to like blow Dave, his brains out. you have an espresso before coming? Yeah. No, just like I think I think we're making something out of nothing here. We're eight points I agree with clear. You, how many? How many seasons have we we've recorded podcasts and we're eight points behind or we're in third looking to get up to second? Like we're eight point clear, guys. Breathe in. We got the three points. We knew it was going to be a tough game. Eight points clear. Twelve I, games I, to go. I, I agree with you, Move Dave. On to the next one. Uh, let me throw this out to you, Cristiano. Uh, how much do you think Enzo missing is a factor in the way you're assessing or evaluating the team right now? Forget about the way I'm evaluating. Just, I mean, the play has not been the same. Even when Enzo, when he came in, you know, uh, obviously that one game against Braga, the whole team's still on vacation, but Enzo was the maestro. He was the guy pulling the strings. There was, Benfica at least was creating opportunities over and over and over again. I, I've not seen that same convincing Benfica. You want to tell me you're content with the eight-point lead? Of course, so am I. But that's only because we're playing in a shit campeonato. I... Uh, unlike a lot of you guys, and you know me better than than anybody here, bro, I, I'm I don't I, I'm not content with with very little. I think a team like Benfica should be playing these games like they played in the first half of the season. I understand not having an Enzo is going to you know put a dent into things. I understand that clearly, but at the same time, to me, there are alarm bells going off. 
I mean, I I, I, don't, I don't for huge don't, stretches. That's fine. I mean, that's fine. I go just go watch the last game once again. Play it on replay and see. Uh, watch the last the game was clearly one of the worst. Go games watch the Bovista game. We're up two one and all of us dominating a game, and all of a sudden we're on our heels, right? Um, it just it just seems like this team's falling asleep at times. And and look, maybe I shouldn't be nitpicking because as Dave stated, eight points is eight points, right? Yeah. We'll take it. I'd rather be eight points ahead and, and be complaining about the way we're playing than being eight points behind and being ecstatic with the way we're playing. We're yeah, we're the masters of our destiny as as things stand. Uh, so, another oh. another player we talk about Enzo a, a lot, but and this player hasn't gone away, but he hasn't been at the top form uh, at least pre World Cup form is Rafa. I know he's coming off an injury too, and um, he was he won the uh, award for top male footballer at the awards today too, and. Um, he's somebody that when he's on top of his form, this this team plays at a different level too. So hopefully, uh, like I said, we've got a couple of weeks here to get us yeah. back into top form. Bruno and uh, Rafa uh, right is one of those guys that needs to pick up uh, his form too. Yeah, Bruno, I agree with you. If Zella scores, I don't think we could fight back. That's what Bruno's saying, and I agree with you. And and there hasn't been one game this season where at the end I'm sweating it out because I'm nervous as hell because Benfica doesn't have any type of response to what Vizela was doing. Uh, and it had, it had me worried. It had me worried for a second like I haven't been worried in, in a while. Uh, but, you know, Vizela is Vizela. Uh, there's always a special atmosphere in Vizela. We've seen pictures of the, you know, and, and the rumor is, and, and I don't know if it's a rumor or if it's a fact, that a lot it's of the a rumor, a lot of the super it's a fact, it's a rumor. <laughs> a lot of the super dragons go to this game dressed as Vizela fans, and then they're there to to uh, to to incendiate incendiate is that a word? Incendiar. I'm mixing. Uh, they're it's a there. gaslight. It's a gaslight. There you go. Ga they they're the gaslight. Um, the crowd. They're there to gaslight the teams, and and I mean a, a, a clear. Example of that is what happened with uh, Roger Schmidt, and it was so weird because I'm I'm watching the game on Sport TV, and uh, they're not showing the benches, and the commentary was Roger Schmidt's getting a red card, but then the camera all of a sudden pans and it just shows him leaving the field. I didn't see what happened. It wasn't until later that I saw the whole thing: him being thrown the uh, the, the water bottle. Uh, him throwing the water bottle back, which is what got him ejected. Uh, but, yeah, Vizela's always tough. My favorite part about that whole situation was how Roger handled it afterwards. He said, look, I messed up. He took total responsibility for it. It's exactly what, what, what I was hoping he would do. And exact, it's exactly what he did. I totally understand. The referee had to do what he had to do, right? Look, you as a professional, you're going to get instigated. You're going to get a – it's unfortunate whether we like it or not, but you're going to get insulted. You're going to get, <laughs> in other words, abused at these games. And you have to – you're the coach. You have to be cool. You're the example for the rest of the team. And, and, and that was unfortunate that he went through that situation. But he didn't double down and – you know, offend and blame. He took full responsibility, and I was happy to see yeah. that. I was happy no, to see I, he did you that. know, it's the, it's the right thing to do. It's it's something that you do when you have your head on your shoulders, not when you uh, you look like a rabid dog after you lose games and after something happens. Yo, Diogo Reyes is he's What's from Diogo Reyes. He, he's from Canada, right? Toronto? No, Diogo. I don't know. He's from Canada, right? I think he's from Canada. 
Yo, I hope your car gets gets snowed in. You can't move your car, bro. Well, this, hey, he, 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 he just <laughs> said Cristiano is a closet lagarto and hates Benfica. I'm convinced. Oh, I hope you can't get your car off like so, three weeks. Somebody said on the chat that you've been watching Sporting and you got the yes. opinions on Benfica. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> but anyway. I, I, I normally like to come in here and pump my chest that I, I call things out weeks and months ahead of time. And then I'll push Exo Maluk. So what you're, saying, what you're saying is within the next three, four games. No, I hope it doesn't gonna, happen. It's going to lose a game. No, but if so we don't wake saying? up, it's going to cost us at some point. Okay. So you're saying within the next three, four games if we I don't wake up. I didn't say none. I just said we need to wake up. I need. I, look, if we keep playing these monkeys, I think it'll be good enough. But as we know, I mean, hopefully we get through Bruges. We all expect to get through Bruges. Competition is going to get stiffer. And, bro, I just think that this team, as, as the season winds down, the games are going to get tougher and tougher and tougher. And I, I think Benfica, there's, there's been a lot of chinks in the armor of late, and, and I just hope that they get back to playing their comfortable game, creating chances. You know, as Bruno mentioned, you agreed with it. If Vizela scores in this game, there's no way Benfica's coming back from it. And it's not a good feeling to Benfica see. Benfica was powerless. And so I worry about those things. Again, I don't want the players, and I hope that Roger's doing his job, and I believe that he is. I don't want the players to believe we got eight, you know, we're eight points clear. It's a wrap. Like, oh, by our – but it's not. Far from it. And then we've seen with all the BS we've seen over the last 40 years in the Tugon, bro, nothing's ever guaranteed until the fat lady sings. And I've just not I've not been convinced by our performances of late. I think we've leaked too many opportunities at the back, and with against better quality, we don't survive that. But we've been lucky that we're playing the bottom tier teams in our league, and it's been enough. Not that the league has tough competition. Maybe it's a two three team league, regardless. But I worry when I see a team leak. Those grade A scoring opportunities, those, to use a tennis term, those unforced errors, right? We've seen too many of these of late, and I worry about those things. I don't think the team is playing crisp football. As I stated before, I'll be repetitive, and then I'll move on. It's hard for a team to maintain those levels throughout 34 games. I clearly understand that. But to me, this has been a big gap. We're talking, we're in March, and this has been going on since yeah. December. Out of what eight, ten games, we've had two convincing victories, and the less it's been, pa, agarrate and let's, yo, we do enough to get away with it. And so, I don't want my club playing that type of football. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Now, I'm not rooting against Benfica. I can't. I hope they win every. If they win, look, 2004, we talked about, we talked about Simon, whatever, 2004, 2005. We won every game in the last ten minutes. When Montoro's off the bench, one zero, and and I celebrated like a dog. Right? I was ecstatic. At the end of the day, a victory is a victory, but. You know, we hope it's not too late before, yeah. by the next time you wake up. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, Glenn, uh, we discussed that at the at the top of the conversation. Sorry you missed it. Próxima vez chega mais shit, caralho. For this. What was I going to say? Look, no, he's in Australia. My man's early. Glenn Gomes is in Australia? <laughs> yeah, he's early. My man's already tomorrow. He's, he's already in the future. Yeah, my man. You haven't even started this podcast. Unfortunately, he, doesn't, he didn't know what we were going to say ahead of time, though. That's true. Yeah. That's, that's a shame. He could be all he wants ahead, but. That's a shame. Uh, what do you call it? No, but I, 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 I'm gonna ask you guys a, a, a question, and then we'll we'll get the stats and we'll move on off this game because it's uh, we're 50 minutes in already. Already. <laughs> <laughs> last time, last week we had fin we were finishing the podcast at this time. Uh, anyway, let me ask you this, Dave. You talk too much. Let me ask you guys this question. Um, understanding that uh, Shikinu's out, 
right? And it's a muscle injury, and I, I haven't seen, I haven't read what the extent. I just want to tell you. I mean, I don't mean to, but I want to be honest with everybody here. I fell asleep the last like fifteen minutes. I'm, no, being, no, I'm being honest. No, I'm being honest. I'm being honest. So, like, when you told me she can't get more, I didn't even have no idea. Like, yo, I fell asleep. Hey, you know me. I don't go back and watch. Like, I already know the result. I'm not watching again. Yo, the last time I, I went to sleep. I That's right. Out. You live in the present, not in the future, like Glenn <laughs> Gomes. Like Glenn Gomes, exactly. <laughs> what do you call it? Um, just real I wanted to ask this. Understanding that Chiquinho is going to be out, and we don't know uh, what, what limit he's going to be out for. Um... Now that Auschwitz is going to play in a position, do you, you think he's going to play? Or you think no. Roger's going to say he struggled? Let me try João Mario there. Well, I'll ask, I'm you, asking. I'll ask you this question. Uh-huh. Because it, that's a way to look at it, right? The other way is look at, do you think that now that he's going to play in that position, do you think he's going to be playing for a starting spot? Well, I think when everybody's healthy, I think those front, from Tino forward, Everybody's playing for for playing time. Well, that's the thing. If Auschwitz can't prove himself at eight, and Dave, hear me out, and you could you could share your opinion. If Auschwitz doesn't do well at eight, Shikinu comes back. Shikinu starts playing. Does Auschwitz have a spot on this team, Dave? Auschwitz always has a spot. What I think, I think not on your heart. On, no, he's talking. Wait, when he say, hold on, when you say team starting eleven, you gotta you gotta starting clarify. eleven. Because okay. he's, he's got a spot on the team. Of course, he's got. A spot I, I would on give him. I would give Arshness more more leash. I would give him some more leash. He, it was one game against Vizela. Let's see well, what he, he does now against. Well, he's gonna Fomalico. have he's gonna have those games to prove himself, right? Yeah. What if yeah. he continues to be horrible, right? And Roger Schmidt is forced to bring Joe Mario. And to then you guys call me the negative Nancy on the chat. On I'm the just co- saying. Oh, look at this guy. He continues just, to be I'm horrible. I'm just ex- exploring uh, possibilities. But I I really do think that Auschwitz might be playing for his, for the starting spot in this in this period that he's going to be filling in for Chiquinho. because we already know that Chiquinho is better currently better at that position than Auschwitz is. Well, I'll say this according to this last game. I'll say this: it, it's clear that Roger, for one reason or another, he he felt that one reason or another. No, you must have had a good reason. Whatever is. Saying one, he one knows reason or another. One reason or the other. He knows the reason. Only he knows. The reason is Chiquinho's better at that spot. For one reason or another, <laughs> Roger, over the last five, six games, whatever it is, has played Chiquinho in that position a lot more than he's played uh, Arsenis. Right? There's something he knows that we don't know. Uh, or maybe we do know and we just don't want to know. Um, what if he just says, look, you know what? I knew that Arsenis... Arsenal's strongest position wasn't doing what I require of that player in that position to do. Why am I going to force something when I know, and it's been proven, that that he's not comfortable in that position. He's not going to work in my system. I could have him up a little bit up the field, a little bit more up the field, pressing and and causing havoc and, 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 you know, getting into passing lanes and causing turnovers and doing what he has to do. Why am I forcing? Why not just play? Why don't I give a shot to João Mario and then basically just swap them? You put Arsenal's back on a wing somewhere and you play João Mario, who's played in the middle for the majority of his career. I'm just saying, I'm not I'm, I'm throwing something out there. What do you what do you think, Dave? You think it's possible? I think anything is possible with Roger. I, I think what I, I it's just the mental hurdle of me saying Shikingu has a spot in this starting eleven. No matter, 
He's been playing great. He's been playing great. It's that mental hurdle that I have to keep telling myself that Shikingu has got a, has earned a spot in that this starting eleven. It, it's just that mental block and mental hurdle that I got to get myself over here. Dave, um, raining entertainers. I don't know about you guys, but I like Shikingu. Never thought I'd say it, but here I am. Um. Yeah, Mr. You want guys want to get uh, before Dave gives us stats. You guys want to get into. So well, you didn't answer well, my question. What's your question? I just nothing. Forget. Then you guys wonder why this podcast goes three hours. Dave. No, but I'm already. I just on said the about next... You think it's possible that maybe you give Shikinu a crack? I mean, Shikinu, Joao Mario a crack at, at at that position because Joao Mario does have a lot of the similarities. He's a guy it's that's possible. played in the middle. It's possible. Now the thing is that. Does he feel that João Mario brings more to the table than Auschwitz? He's already in goal scorer. To the point that he pulls him out of the spot where he is. And and the spot where he's scoring goals. That's <laughs> the other that is a machina. Do you, do you... I never doubted him, though. I don't know about <laughs> you guys. <laughs> uh, look, uh, in terms of uh, the uh, Otamendi uh, should have been sent. Nah, fuck no. off, man. No. He got all um, ball. Here's the, it, the follow. The follow through was a little reckless, but you got ball. Then yo, it's, you got ball. Yeah. And and the other thing is that look, this this penalty that they're calling for Vizela, the ball was already gone before when the contact. Fine, but it's, I, I I still think it should have been called. And then he goes, "Hey, no, yo, man, yeah. why?" So because he's all like, did the referee know he, he was offsides at the time? No, he didn't. They're not offsides. You just said no, not the offsides. Play, the play would have been called he's, back because of the initial. No, I'm play. talking. To, that's the part you fell asleep. The one that they wanted the penalty <laughs> on Ba is the one that ball gets crossed into the middle, no. into the small box, and he he stepped. I don't know. He stepped. He comes it in on been. his feet. It could have been. It's the same play, but that play initially would have been offsides. But the referee had no idea it was offside. To me, it's a penalty. Like again, guys, you it's a penalty. Yeah, because I tell you all the, the time. The ball had already left. No, he didn't. Yeah, it did. No, it was like bang bang. Pull up the the replay. I, don't, I can't. But listen, what I was gonna say is, <laughs> our, producer, our producer is sleeping. What I was gonna say is. Normally, guys, for those of you before you kill me on the chat here, right? This guy's not Maluk. Bro, I, I play a very little simple game with me in my head. It's very simple. And you guys should try this at home, guys. One plus one. Would I want that play called for me, a penalty, for my team if it was the opposite way, if it was the other way around? That's it. To me, it's a to me it's a penalty. Alfredo. For me, it's not a penalty, even if it was for Mifika because the ball had already left. No, he got when the there. contact exists. Dave, the was ball it had already back? left. Dave, was I it have up? to pull it up myself. Pull it to... up, Dave. Pull it up, Dave. Forget the stats. Just, just do that. Do us that favor. <laughs> do us that favor. Uh, I can give, I can give you some some stats at the end of the game. Uh, nine shots for for Vizela, eleven for Benfica. Three of them were on target for Vizela. Six of them were on target for Benfica. Uh, Twenty-three actions in the opponent's half for Vizela. Twenty-one for Benfica. Six corners for Vizela. Five for Benfica. Uh, efficiency on the pass, 85% for Benfica, 72% for Vizela. Um, efficiency in the vertical pass, 70% for Benfica. Vizela had 55. Uh, actions, uh, defensive actions on the, the opponent's uh, midfield, 14 for Vizela, 19 for Benfica. Uh, fouls, 14 for Vizela, 10 for Benfica. And ball possession, 42% for Vizela, 58 for Benfica. So those were, were the stats, but it was... It who was did really we play this week? <laughs> we played Famalicão on Friday. Oh, who did we play? I'm looking for the penalty. But Vizela. I'm, Vizela. Vizela. I'm, yeah, I'm burnt. The player... The, 
the play, and you guys could go watch that and watch as many times as you want, but the contact happens after the ball has already left his foot. And that, for me, is not a penalty. But regardless, there's an offside that precedes the play, right? So either way, the penalty never gets called because of the offside. That's the way you got to no, look at it. No, I get it. Once the yeah, the that penalty would have been reverted because it would have the, the play would have been deemed offsides. Right. I get it. But the referee doesn't know it's offside. He's got to make the call right then and there. Right. That's and, what I'm trying to say. And for me, the call that he that he made was the right call because he hits the ball and then there's the contact. He he hits the ball first. He you, never hits the ball. The contact. He never hits the ball. That's Maluk, pa. Ba never hits the ball. No, the other guy. Well, the other guy hits the ball. And then there's the contact. And for me, if the contact doesn't influence your shot, right, it's never a penalty. I'm just saying. <laughs> but I could see that off out of the box, if a play like that exists, being called. But in the box, look, it's the Tugon. It's the, the, the age-old refereeing stories that we have to uh, – listen to and, and witness every every weekend. It's just it's just awful. It's just awful. Dave, were you able to pull the, the player now? No, only the Otamendi uh Attends, voilà. go ahead with the let's, stats so we can let's move wrap on. up this game. It's we're an hour in here. Uh João Mario uh like we say Super Mario now with the brace uh, in this game, nineteen goals this season. Uh the sole league top goal scorer with fourteen goals scored uh this season and Eight points ahead of second place with 12, uh, 12 games to go. So, calma, calma. 12 finals. Let's go. 12 finals. That's that's what we got. Uh, and we got uh, Porto at Luge and Braga at Luge. So, I got to say. But I was uh, I was uh, reading the paper, and I think Cabola was saying that Benfica has the hardest uh, schedule to the end. I mean, we already started doing those things. I think I think as long as Mifiga is the holders of the, their destiny, which they are, I think we should be okay, regardless of what Cristiano thinks. Anyway, turning our attention now to Famalicão, happens this uh, this Friday um, at four fifteen four fifteen here in the United States, nine fifteen local. Uh, what's Famalicão up to this year, uh, Dave? This season, they're currently uh, in 10th with 27 points from 8 wins, 3 draws, uh, 11 defeats. Historically, 18 wins, 4 draws, 1 loss. Uh, but the record at the Estadio de Luz is 10 wins and 1 draw. Yeah. So, um, Estadio de Luz has always has, has been good for Mifica this year. Uh, but for Malika, another team that, you know, they're, they're in 10th place, as you mentioned, Dave. Uh, but uh, it's a team that could uh, that could give us some problems. So we'll see. Shin is still looking for the replay. I'm not. I'm listening to you. I'm trying to be quiet so we can end this. Shinu, <laughs> <laughs> feelings on family come if you don't fall asleep. Where's the game at? Loosh. Loosh. Um. Now, do you think that Pifico will have a good game, or do you think they will con will continue to struggle as you mentioned? Three one, three one Pifico. Yeah, three one. What about you, Dave? I'll go three nothing, and we see the debut of either one of Tankstead or Shaldrup. I can't wait to see Shaldrup play. Shaldrup is nasty. I need that dude to play. Um, With him playing, I probably won't fall asleep. 
As long as they get him the ball. It's not like the I watched the B team and that dude barely gets the ball. But when he gets it, he's got it. Why would them kids pass on the ball? Then he gets promoted. Then he looks good and he gets promoted instead of them. <laughs> hey, there's a madness behind it. Yeah. Uh I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with uh two nothing for Benfica in this game. What's the chat what's the chat thinking? Brunjil Rodrigues, uh two nothing. Uh, let's see who Rungio, else. Uh, I like this guy with Unjil. Things like me. I like this guy. Viva Toronto. Viva Toronto. Just after you wish the guy that is called. The other guy. The other guy. That was, that was the, the, the mean buried. guy. That was the mean guy. He called me Lagarto. Yo, Gureish. That's not nice. <laughs> he called you. Somebody else said that you've been watching sporting you games. You mentioned that. Tata, you're showing your age, bro. 38, <laughs> 38 to nothing, Diogo Gureish says. 38. It's a moderated uh, provision. Yeah, you can tell he's a Canadian football fan. They don't play no defense. Uh, what else? All right. I think it's going to be another trying game. 2 nothing. Uh, Mr. J says 2 nothing. SLB. I really hope that Benfica is a lot more convincing in this game. I hope that they implement their football. They're playing home. I mean, yo, give me a good performance. You know what I mean? I don't want to be worried going into the game next Tuesday at home. You know, Champions League spot at stage. You know what I mean? Like, yo, be convincing. Um, at the end of the day, look, just give me the three points. That's the most important thing. But you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Convince um, Brunjil Rodriguez says is in Montreal. Uh, oh. stereo, stereo Boy, three nothing, two from Rams and one from, from Musa. Uh, Nunu M says 4-1. Raining Entertainment says Shikang goal come, incoming. I don't think I think she comes going to be out, bro. I think he's, he's hurt, done. Bro. Yeah, I don't think he was calling. He's yeah, if anything, playing. even if he's if he's like ninety percent, they'll I, save. Him I haven't Tuesday. I haven't heard yet uh, how long he's going to be out, but uh, I mean a muscular injury like that, uh, where he you know he's complaining, you know that stuff usually takes weeks to get back, depending on the severity of it. Uh, let's go. We got uh, Bruce second leg of Bruce. Benfica holding a uh, a two nothing advantage over the two legs. Stade de Luge, do you Christian, do you think that Benfica will be uh, overconfident, or do you think that we're gonna get at them and just gonna finish? The uh, job? I, I think I think the players will. That's one of those games, man. That that <laughs> the ghosts in the stadium, even though it's a relatively new stadium, it's not the Stadium Velhinho Catedral. But the ghosts in the stadium get everybody, you know, wake wake up, wakes up the players, gets these guys ready and motivated to go. Uh, I, I mention it often, all the time. I think it's, if you can't get up for these types of games, you should not be wearing a month sagrado. Um, stadium's gonna be packed. The crowd's gonna be loud. Benfica has an opportunity to move on to the, to the quarterfinals of the Champions League, which is an accomplishment in itself. Brings in a nice chunk of change to the club. The players get a beautiful bonus. I mean, all the stars are lined up for this to be a perfect Tuesday at the Stade de Luz. Yeah. Uh, Nick Villa down 3 nothing. Uh, Brunjil Rodriguez is saying that Chico's out for two weeks. I, I haven't read, but I mean, if you if you have it on good authority, then I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to believe you. Uh, Raining Entertainment said he's drinking too much. He wasn't aware that Chico was going to be, be gone. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, look. Uh, Raining Entertainment's in Canada too, right? I don't know where all these guys are. A lot of them are in Canada. You're right. Yeah. Some of these guys, some of these guys are in Canada and Tampa. Love my Canadian brothers. Hey, that's right. As long as you don't talk shit about the source, you're good. Good to go. Why are you reminding everybody of that? 
I think we, right, Dave. I think we might have lost followers uh, following that comment. For from sure, you, Dave, for sure, uh, Dave. Uh, <laughs> I just, I just spoke the truth. They need to get a better uh, draining, draining system. system. What, what's so offensive about that? They got better ra- draining system in the where Habib the place. You're looking to lose. You're looking to lose more followers. Yeah. Toronto raining entertainment is Toronto. Everybody's in Canada, bro. We gotta, we gotta go on tour. We gotta, we gotta go. Dave, what do you think? You set it up over there. You live in Let's Toronto set it up. too. Let's What's do up? it. We you go on guys tour come over here. We stop Dave, in the you, most you, European you, city hey, in North what, America uh, first. Toronto. Benfica going on any? Speaking of tours, any summer tours? Benfica going on this year? We any? Uh, we gotta defend that ICC title. No nah, man, too I, much I of think a, we're still the longest reigning. Defending title holders, think, are we I, not? There's gonna, there's gonna, be. there's gonna be a surprise, guys. Oh, a surprise! It's gonna be a surprise. There's not, not at liberty to talk about it, but there might be something in the works. Um, I, I think that the fact that Benfica is not going to be playing uh, four games for the prelims of the Champions League, obviously hope hopeful comment for me. Uh, I think that Benfica may travel here to do the business. Uh, here's here's something that we could do. We set set it up. We could we could travel to Toronto. We do a live podcast at the Casa do Benfica in Toronto. Us in the six followers. That would be phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> we get we pack that place with six people, and then uh, and then we watch a game. No, but we should go to Montreal too, bro. Um, yes. Montreal is the most European, the most. European city in North, the closest European, yeah, closest yeah, to a European city in North America. Well, but I think we got more fa- more fans in, in Toronto than we have in uh, in Montreal. But, yeah, they'll travel. They'll travel to Montreal. They'll travel, but it's closer, bro. I know that. Ke- I know that Kevin. Kevin is up in Montreal. And now, oh, Randy- man, the Ogre Rays in Toronto. We're not going there. Yeah, we're not going. We're not. We're <laughs> gonna, he's just gonna. Going he's gonna make there. you dig out his car. We're, not, we're going to Toronto. I mean, Montreal. The gas is expensive. Right, Montreal is closer than Toronto. Diogo says he knows the VP at the at the big house. And you and, and and Sergio Rodriguez, Jafosh. Diogo is the type of guy that goes and introduces to everybody, and then like, yo, they shall count the number of deals. It bounces. Raining says he lives right beside the, the Toronto uh, Casa de Benfica. Uh, yo, we got a grad minis. Minis, but espera aí, Sagres or Superbook? Não tem que ser Sagres, pá. Sagres é o é patrocinador do Benfica. He says you guys should do a collaboration with. with I love Adrian. I think we've we've done. We've had him here. We've had him on our podcast. Adrian's too big time for us, bro. He's a fan of the podcast, but we we we've had him on. And we're fans of his. Yeah, if if we extend the invitation, he'll be in. Uh, we we love uh, we well, love. How do you know? The guy's busy. He's a busy guy. He's a, he's a great uh, content creator. We actually we met him uh, during the last ICC. He followed Benfica around. I remember he was in San Francisco. Um, the club brought him to the loose. Yeah. No, I like Adrian. Uh, we like Adrian. He's a fan of the po- yeah. he's a fan of the podcast. Bro, who wouldn't we like? We like everybody. You guys come out and say what's up. We love you. You just don't like the 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 groundskeeper at the. No, not, nothing about the groundskeeper. At the, the draining s- system. <laughs> so the plumbers. It's a good thing Timo don't listen to us no more. Else he don't follow us. What happened to Timo? What know. did you do? To, I don't know. I guess he really got butthurt about the draining system. No, I, I, Timo. Yeah, Timo's uh, got th- th- tougher skin than that. Mr. J say you'll have to do the podcast in French in Montreal. Eh, pa. Oui, 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 oui je parle très bien. Benfica, number one, caralho. Uh, my French is not that great. My but French. But he's got a point. How do you go to Montreal? 
and you do a podcast in 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 in, uh, in English. You can't. Same way we're doing it now. No, but they they, they speak French there. Not all. That's more in the province of a Quebec. Quebec is more French, right, Dave? I know Montreal's French, but Quebec is more. I would say. Yeah, the, obviously, the, the further you get Quebec. away from the big cities, yeah, the, the less they speak English. Yeah, I think the the province. You see, you know my geography, bro. The province oh, of words. Quebec. This is all my NHL knowledge. I was gonna say, Chris <laughs> is tapping into his hockey knowledge. Yeah, here's here. my NHL knowledge, bro. The Quebec Nordiques. Um, but yeah, I think they speak a lot more French up there. But yeah, look, I, I've always, I've been fortunate to go to Toronto. We went together, and if my dad wouldn't have gotten deported from Canada in the '80s, I would have been today living in Canada. Me and Steve Santos, you would have been the podcast. king of Toronto. Me, nah, fuck, they would have kicked me out. But me, nah, would have run for a real for election to be nah, a mayor here. Guess, for sure. So this, and so this. <laughs> Nick Valadon is saying uh, we won't have to worry about the draining system since Santa Clara is getting uh, relegated at the end of the season. <laughs> hey, no mil. Hey, I didn't say no, that. No, this is a scene. Hey, they're burning. I, I, li- I there like goes those. all those uh, uh, swoosh trips. I, I like the, the last I, three. I, I like to have island teams in the league. I, 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 find, it, I find it great. I Santa, want, especially Santa yeah, Clara. Maritim was on the on the cusp there yeah, too. Yeah, Maritim is on the cusp. Let me ask you guys right. a question. I should know this. Is it Madeira or sort of where the airplanes go crazy to land? It's Madeira, right? Madeira, Mushal. Because I was gonna say, bring back Nacional de Madeira, but if that's that bad, forget about it. If the planes know, can't I, land, I like. I like. I don't. I I don't like Maritim as much as I like the other teams because their president is a fucking dick. Hey, no. Uh, there goes the three Maritimo fans listening to it. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought they, they, I thought they had elections recently, and he got booted out or he something did? like that. Then Neki's is it the guy with the same, on my good list again? Yeah, the same sports jacket on the old the, every time. The same guy. I don't know. He always who. had a sports coat on. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. The guy I'm picturing, he's a little bit older, got yeah. uh, like got shorter beard. hair, beard. curlier hair. No, I think it's the guy I'm talking about. He always wore the same. Business jacket, the same sports jacket, whatever you want to call it. Brunjil Rodriguez said he'll help translate. So it'll be like Roger Schmidt's uh, press conference that. Nah, man, oh. It's so messed up. You know why? <laughs> because for once, we could actually listen to a, to a, a press conference and understand, and understand it. And all of a sudden, they came up with the big idea that they're just going to talk over him. But that's only and on the, BTV, I'm and pretty sure. And the translation. TV. It's only on BTV. The translation is never what the guy's saying. Never. <sighs> Patrick Kendrick, who's not a native Portuguese speaker, could probably do a better job translating than the guys that they have now. Shout out to Patrick Kendrick. No, wait, not probably. You're doing the dude a disservice for a fact. He would do it. The guy's a professional professional. Patrick is cream of the crop. Yes. But now, all jokes aside, though, man, we, uh, we're very fortunate to, to, to have listeners from all parts of the globe, but, you know, our brothers from up north, I guess the English language, the barrier, right? It's it's brothers not, from another mother. You know, it's not really there. So, you know, it seems like we have more of those than anything else. And man, we just we appreciate you guys' support. Even that dude Diogo Reis who pops up here once in a while. <laughs> we uh, leave the, leave did you not see he's gonna buy the Tramosh for you? Oh, I mean, Wait, who was it? Who was it? Oh, was wasn't there? Oh, it was a player from Struil who had a Tramos who was in a beer after his goal, right? <laughs> something like that. Remember, it was a big guy, something like that. I don't know, but I mean, um, but nah, man. But all jokes aside, man, thank you guys, appreciate. Yeah, it. thank you for uh, all your support, man, and thanks uh, for being in the chat and uh, keeping it lively. I've been trying to get Alex Seychelles to follow me back on Twitter forever. He doesn't follow me back. It's fucked up. 
he's he's a, he's I don't a blame. Big, I'm a Ranger a fan. Sh- he's a Maple Leaf fan. He's a big shot. You can't be following every uh, every slapdick. His Maple his Maple Leafs haven't won a, a first round series in 53 years. It seems. So. Ispa. Dave, right? Dave, don't even, he's a scout. Tune into the yeah, Benfica ho- hockey podcast uh, <laughs> starting yeah. soon. Um. Anyway, there it is. We got it. Next week, we'll be back. Uh, I have yet to decide whether we're going to do Tuesday. The game is against Club Bruges Tuesday, or if we do Tuesday. Wednesday. Oh. We could look at it, <laughs> see what we come up with. Tuesday, that would mean that I have to rush home and, and watch the game. If we lose, I'm not I'm not doing it. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I'm I'm gone. Nah, we're not losing <laughs> against Bruges, man. I know we're not. Let's hope not. Let's hope we not. should not. We shouldn't. Everybody. Yo, happy birthday, Benfica, happy once birthday, again. Happy birthday, Benfica, that's Thank right. Thank you to Tibeiro, to Picado, yeah, to Serginho. Yeah, and that's the, yeah, the phenomenal job with Benfica Independente and everybody else who contributes, man. Like, you guys just, yeah, from our heart, Alfredo's heart, we thank you. No, that's the, the, the um, well, if you guys we're, are we're part of the We're part of the program. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, Benfica Independente was founded on the same day uh as Mifika was in 1904 right? no and today oh well. and two, uh and three is it three years three years or four I years three four, four years is it four already yeah it's four years and and we're very proud to be a part of that um we're we're a founding member along with uh Benfica FM and Conversas a Benfica uh those guys are, are all our our peers they bust their tails off yeah man. they, they do. work there, it. there's a lot of hard work you guys love with, Benfica with content bro. There's a lot of hard work to come up with content for that site, and I hope that you guys get a chance to go visit and listen to their their content. Um, that's it. Yep. Thank you very much. Grande abraço a todos. We'll see you next week. Peace. Later.